the Armchair Cricket Podcast. News Roundup. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. In this digest episode, let's take a quick look at all the important cricketing news from the different parts of the cricketing world. Starting off, first of all, with the COVID-19 roundup, uh, it's come to notice that a Bangladesh under-19 player, Iftikhar Hussain, has t- tested positive and has uh, gone into self-quarantine. Similarly, two South African men's players have tested positive. This was discovered during a culture camp that was being held uh, for South African men's cricket players. And this had about 32 players participating in this camp. And these two players who have been identified as COVID positive have withdrawn from the camp and have gone into voluntary quarantine as well. Moving on, uh, let's uh, take a quick look at all the news from the IPL 2020. It looks like there's a bit of trouble in paradise, clearly, because um, with the CSK camp, there have been a suspected number of 10 to 12 players and staff who have tested positive for COVID-19. This, we suspect, includes a seamer and also other staff members like support staff and other people. And uh, this means, you know, all of these players have gone into quarantine and the camp has been sealed off. You know, those that are remaining in the bubble will train together, but they will be tested more stringently to ensure that there are no further cases of COVID. On the back of this, it's come to our notice that uh, Suresh Raina has pulled out of the IPL 2020 due to some very uh, sad personal circumstances. It has come to notice that uh, there may have been some uh, deaths in his close family. As a result, uh, Rana has chosen to pull out of the IPL 2020. This this news has not yet been confirmed, but this is what we get to hear. And uh, we are trying to see if you know they make sense, but maybe there are some other reasons behind it. Nonetheless, as a very, very experienced cricketer and really one of the stars as far as IPL is concerned, this is going to be a big blow for uh, the Chennai team. And uh, it will remain to be seen uh, if they choose a different player to replace Rana. He's really, he's really one of the more successful people as far as playing in IPL goes. He was recently uh, overtaken by Virat Kohli only in the last season. Nonetheless, he's the second ever highest scoring player in IPL games. And this will be a very, very big blow for uh, CSK. Let's see how they bounce back from this specific uh, you know, setback. RCB's Mike Hessen has said that they are they are open to mid-season transfers and loans of players. You know, this is what that can make uh, IPL 2020 successful because it's going to be played in a bubble and um, you know there are some challenges in terms of matching players. If a mid-season loan or a transfer scenario can be set up such that all the teams can remain balanced till the end of the tournament, this might be a very good option on how to carry out this tournament in the year 2020 because. We all know, given the COVID situation, there are traveling bans. Also, teams will stay in registered hotels or they'll stay in specific hotels where they will not be able to move around. They'll not have as much uh, you know, socializing as they could imagine. But all of these are a price to be paid. But uh, a successful IPL will depend on these sort of things. Let's see how you know the governing body of IPL might take this suggestion. Maybe they're able to let uh, you know some transfer window be open maybe i don't know seven games into the ipl so that uh, most teams can still you know have a go towards the end moving on so we have recently heard that dream 11 has been announced as the uh, title sponsor for ipl 2020 but it has come to the notice that their bids for the other two seasons that is 2021 and 2022 have been rejected as too low 
So who will be the title sponsors for the year 2021 and 2022 will remain to be seen or whether even Vivo will want to make a comeback. All, the, all of these things are options. Let's see how that goes. Uh, on the back of this, we've heard that BCCI have announced that Unacademy as the official partner for the Indian Premier League for all three seasons, that is 2022-2022. So this is an interesting development. Unacademy, if you can remember, were also one of the, let's say, parties interested in, um, you know, taking the role of the title sponsor. Though they have not succeeded as taking over the role of the title sponsor, they have indeed taken over as the official partner. So this makes sure they also have some advertising and some, you know, there is some stake, you know, making some money out of IPL uh, through sponsorship. Moving on, when it comes to player news, so we've already discussed Raina and his withdrawal, but Jason Roy has also pulled out of IPL 2020, citing, uh, you know, too much cricket and, you know, uh, chances of a burnout. In his place, Delhi will have Daniel Sams. This is a very good replacement. Jason Roy has been a very prolific opening batter, but Daniel Sams is a very useful all-rounder who was the highest wicket taker in BBL 2019 season. So this is a very good addition as far as Delhi are concerned. So I'm sure with Ponting at the helm, they will make uh, best use of the resources at their hand and they'll be able to put up a really serious challenge as far as 2020 season is concerned. When it comes to the scheduling of IPL 2020, it's very surprising that almost 10 days after the scheduled announcement was due for the schedule of the IPL 2020, we still haven't heard anything. So the IPL governing body is still keeping quiet on this. Maybe they're having a few uh, challenges to overcome, some obstacles that they will need to surmount before you know the correct schedule can be arrived at. Because there are different places where IPL is being played. So one is Abu Dhabi, the other is Sharjah, indeed. And based on these two things, maybe in order to have the schedule in such a way that there is no clash, they're still coming up with a schedule uh, to allow more competitive cricket, but also enough opportunity as far as all the teams are concerned. So how they will arrive at it and when this will be announced is still, uh, you know, remains to be seen because there are hardly 20 days left to the beginning of IPL and it's going to be very exciting for all of us fans who are waiting to listen to the uh, or hear the schedule and go through it and maybe pick the days you need to be ready to support your teams. Now, moving on, if you were to have a quick uh, look at some of the interesting news that we hear Mr. Srinivasan, who was the, then the BCCI president, has you know let out some very scandalizing news even because um, Mr. Srinivasan, who was then the BCCI president, has said that he had used his veto power to save Dhoni's ODI captaincy. So if you remember on the back of a very disastrous England tour, Indian tour, team toured Australia in 2011-2012 and here they also lost four tests. Then some of the selectors led by Mohinder Amarnath were of the opinion that uh, Dhoni should be sacked as the ODA captain. But uh, Srinivasan, who was apparently on holiday at this time, chose to use his veto powers and made sure Dhoni continued as the captain of the ODI team of India. And we very famously recollect India won a bilateral series in Australia in ODIs for the first time that season. So maybe there was some, something else that was motivating Dhoni at the background. But nonetheless, this is very interesting news to read as far as uh, us fans are concerned. In another sensational news, we have come to know that uh, somehow Umar Akmal, who's at loggerheads with the PCB, will not take a, a step back. So it looks like uh, his ban, which was halved from three years to 18 months upon uh, arbitration, has actually you know not went down well with Umar. And he has decided to challenge this 18-month ban at the CAS in Lausanne, that is the Court of Arbitration for Sports, 
this is an international body where any sporting decisions can be arbitrated and can be challenged. As a result, he has gone ahead and taken this step. So we wish Umar Akmal all the best in trying to get his career back on track. He's a very exciting player and maybe uh, he does he deserves to get back on the field as soon as possible. In other news, Tabang Moro, who was Cricket South Africa CEO in absentia, has been finally let go from his job. And uh, it looked like they were doing a financial audit internally and the audit took a whole long time to complete. So since 2019 December, Moro was sort of CEO in absentia and now he's officially been fired. So this is sort of a third big name to be sort of, you know, removed from the governing council or the governing body as far as CSA is concerned because Chris Nenzani, who was the president of CSA, has also chosen to step down. With about three weeks left in his tenure, uh, he has decided to step down and that means there will be no president for CSA until the 5th of September where there is an annual general meeting. So maybe in the AGM, they will elect a new president, new CEO. So we already know there is already an acting CEO and uh, with a result, probably the acting CEO may even be confirmed as the next CEO. So all of these things remain to be seen. But finally, South African Cricket Board is trying to clear its uh, deck and trying to maybe bring in some fresh blood to take South African Cricket forward. So how this will actually pan out still remains to be seen. But some of these steps seem to be very positive as far as we are concerned. Now, going ahead to some of the news from on-field, not being content with ruining the test series, rain has stepped in to ruin the first T20 as well between England and Pakistan. So, you know, it was a sort of already a seesaw match with England starting strong and then Pakistani seamers and spinners striking back in order to take back control. So, at the end of 16.1 overs of England's innings, England were 131 for 6 and this meant the game could have gone either ways probably with a middling sort of a chase. But uh, from that point on, rain decided to play spoil sport. This is Manchester. We know it is very rainy, but still um, the whole game was rained off. And uh, the next game is supposed to be played today. That is the 30th of August. So let's see if maybe this game is allowed to go ahead. Moving on, Anuradha Dudbalapur. She's the captain of the German T20 team. She made a record as far as women's T20 international cricket is concerned by taking four wickets and four balls. So this is a very, very rare record in all of T20 cricket. It has only been done twice in international cricket. The only other time it was done in international cricket in T20s was when Lasit Malinga did it. So she's equaled Lasit Malinga's record. So this is a great, great record as far as Anuradha is concerned. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Kanadigas everywhere all over the world are very proud of her and her achievements. Uh, Mohammad Nabi, who's recently retired from test cricket, but still is available as far as limited house cricket is concerned for Afghanistan has been inducted to the ACB board. We recently discussed that uh, they had let go of some personnel to make space. So it looks like Mohammad Nabi will be one of the people who will be taking part in the board board's activities and maybe with his international experience and all the cricket that he has seen throughout the world, Nabi is a good candidate and he can lend his experience and his voice to the way Afghanistan's cricket is run. Neil McKenzie who was the Bangladesh cricketing coach, has decided to step down from his role. He's been helping Bangladesh cricket in one form or the other from 2015 onwards and from 2016 as well. He's been actively uh, helping the batting through the uh, batting coach role. But it looks like uh, he has decided to step down because of the distance and you know how difficult it is given COVID that he's not able to carry on with his job. So as a result, he has decided to step down and his let's say his decision has been accepted by the Bangladesh cricket board. In a good news, 
Jack Scalise, Zaheer Abbas and Lisa Stalekar have been inducted into the ICC Hall of Fame. All three cricketers really good on the field and off the field as well and very very well known as far as you know international cricket is concerned uh, are very worthy inductees to the International Hall of Fame and they really deserve their place on this. So congratulations to Kalis, Abbas and Stalekar on this achievement. Uh, finally, in a bit of good news, Afghanistan have proposed to play a one-off test in Australia and this is probably going to be in the Perth Stadium and this is going to be December 7th to 11th. These are the dates and the place and it looks very highly likely that Australian Cricket Board may exceed this request and Afghanistan may get to play their first test on Australian soil. So this will be a very very welcome news as far as Afghanistan players are concerned and very exciting news for those of us who follow international test cricket. So we hope Afghanistan will be able to play really well and uh, do credit to themselves when they go into Australia. Moving on, let's take a quick look at the trivia section. So the trivia section, we've sort of kept it on hold for a couple of episodes, but we've decided to bring it back even though this is a digest episode. So in this episode, let's revisit the question that we had asked a couple of episodes back. So the question was, which batsman has the honor of being the 500 test wicket for two different bowlers? So this is a really, really, uh, if I may say, honor, great honor. So the batsman was Craig Brathwaite. This was in the latest TV series, uh, test series that just concluded between uh, Pakistan, sorry, West Indies and England. And uh, in this test series, uh, we remember Craig Brathwaite was already the 500 test wicket for Anderson. So he became the 500 test wicket also for Stuart Broad. So, well, congrats, I guess, to Craig Brathwaite. The trivia question from this episode is, who is the first player to have scored a hundred and taken a hat-trick in the same test? So you don't have to go too far back. It's only in the last decade or so. But the answer is a very interesting one. So we are really looking forward to hear from our listeners as to who could be the answer to this question. So you could always get in touch with us, not only for this, but also to let us know what you think of our podcast or if you have any ideas and so on. So we would be very, very happy to listen to what you have to say. So you could always get in touch with us via Twitter at armchairflickpod or via mail armchair.cricket at gmail.com or you could also leave your comment on any of the podcasting apps you use. We'll be following those and we would love to get back to you as well. Uh, considering that there's a lot of cricket coming up, at least in the limited hours format, uh, we would be very you know closely following it. For example, we have our uh, friends Guerrilla Cricket who provide us free online radio commentary. So in these or any other formats, we'll be following this cricket and we would also be online on Twitter. So if you are on Twitter with us, please do reach out to us. That will be great to listen to. Having said all that, it's a goodbye from me and I hope you have a very good day wherever you're listening from. Thank you. The Armchair Cricket Podcast. News Roundup.